Gentle listener, would you like clear vision in 2024? Registration is now open to a group course of that name. We'll begin in mid-January. Clear Vision is an eight-week group course designed to support you in examining how you would like to experience life in the future, building that vision, and then putting the actions in place to get there, while also clearing any limitations getting in the way. You would do this in the company of a small group of women who are also doing this work, and you'll be supported throughout by coaching from me. Clear vision is the ability to envision a future that is decoupled from conditioning and shoulds, that honours possibility, your values, your dreams and desires. Look for the link in the show notes. And now on to the show. The rules we grew up with were never meant for us. It's time for a change. Welcome to Becoming Wild. This podcast will support you in untethering from conditioning, examining limiting beliefs around womanhood and value, and tapping into your innate power. Because when women embody our truest, wildest selves, we change much more than our own lives. We change the world. I'm your host, Emma Wittard. Hello, welcome to episode 16 of Becoming Wild. I'm your host, Emma Wittard, and I'm coming to you today from my home in Pasadena, California. This is the first of three episodes that are focused on the wild self, the deconditioned self, the part of us that is essentially us, the qualities that no one and nothing can take away. This is Lou's final month of coaching with me. We've had five months of sessions, and she shifted beliefs and stripped away limiting stories. This month, we examine how far she's come to help to solidify her new beliefs and behaviors for a happier life. She's had some news since our last session. Her company has been restructured, and she's being laid off, along with some of her colleagues. This is not totally unexpected, and as you will hear, not unwelcome. Often a layoff is the final puzzle piece that someone needs to step into their new empowered life. But before we get to that, let's see what wild question has graced my inbox this time around. Jay writes, Dear Emma, how do you make peace with being human? With knowing that you'll keep getting things wrong and that you'll always have a shadow side. Thanks, Jay. This is such a juicy question. I think I'm going to answer this one from my own point of view. In other words, how have I made peace with being human? It's been a process. No one really wants to admit that we're not perfect. I've tried to be a good person all my life, but more and more I recognize that I fall short. I have unearned privilege. I have unconscious bias and my own weaknesses and triggers. It all does harm. Sometimes protecting my own needs means saying no to someone else's. Sometimes I'm the asshole in someone else's story. 
What I've become more and more clear about is that being human is about getting things wrong. Otherwise, we wouldn't be human. We'd be something else. Angelic, otherworldly, ascended beings. I don't know why, but I think we're here to mess up. Try things out and get it wrong. To me, there are a few important things that help me to live with the fact that I'm flawed and I'm going to continue to get things wrong. One is intention. Is it truly my intention to be authentic and live with integrity? Is it my intention to continue to learn and continue to try to do better? This is important and I think will help to minimize the harm that I do. Two is responsibility. As I say at the end of my podcast, what you do matters. I truly believe that. Everything I believe, think, feel, and do has consequences for others and the world. So I have to own that and still know that I'll often get it wrong. Three, moral compass. And I don't mean a set of rules created by someone else my own moral compass. It goes something like this. In my opinion, is what I'm about to do good for me, good for others, and good for the world? If so, I will do it. If I'm not sure, then I will seek clarity from a subject expert, or I just won't do it. And the fourth and incredibly important ingredient, I think, for living with being human is compassion. Compassion for others and compassion for myself. I'm going to mess up. Others are going to mess up. But believing that I'm doing my best and that others are doing their best is a hugely important part of being able to exist on this earth for me. Without compassion, it would be pretty impossible to be here. I hope this answer is helpful to you in some way, Jay, and that you can give yourself the compassion you deserve for being human. And now on with the show and into our coaching session. How are you today? How, how are things? Um, things are, things are good. <laughs> it's... It's been a, it's been a heavy week, you know, it's been a big emotional load this week, my own emotions, other people's emotions. And, you know, it's all a mixed bag. It's like, not just, I'm feeling this one way. It's I'm Mm. feeling all these ways and other people are feeling all these ways. And, um, the communication about this has not been great and so we're having to navigate that and um we are having to hand over or finish our projects by the 17th there's a bit of urgency on some of them some of it is has been a really good lesson for me Mm -hmm. of you know this lesson over and over again for me of it's not my responsibility (laughs) I don't have a job here anymore. It's not my responsibility to see it through, to make sure that the person who picks it up cares about it. That's not my job anymore. And it's not my emotional or mental responsibility. So, yeah, 
learning as I go always. <laughs> um, I'm feeling uh, a bit like right at this moment, I uh, was feeling very tired. So I made myself a cup of tea and I'm feeling a bit caffeinated mm. as well as I've had a couple afternoon requests come through on the work side that was like okay I'll deal with this real quick so like that's I feel like I'm talking quickly (laughs) and that's why (laughs) would you like to take a couple of nice big deep breaths I really would yeah okay awesome just go ahead you know how to do it I know you do I'll do the same (sighs) oh Here's my favorite one. (laughs) My yoga, I had a yoga teacher that was like so good at getting us to make noise with our breath. Yeah. You would always do that one and it really helps release your jaw. (laughs) It's so good to do. Yeah, those, those were my first three intentional breaths of the day as well, other than working out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I took a walk earlier, walked a hill, so that got me breathing. But yeah, not those, not those kind of breaths. Yeah. You were at your place of work, or you have been at your place of work for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what's happening now in the context of your plans? Um, I feel really so good about it. I, somebody said to me, uh, somebody that, that doesn't really know me, um, but is in a, in like a, in the coaching community with me said, um, as I was describing what was happening, said, Oh, it sounds like you manifested this. Mm. And there's no manifestation about this. (laughs) I've been working toward this for a few years, you know, and it feels just so, I mean, I think I remember working with Andrea right when we finished AYL. And I think one of the things I, I was expressing as, you know, different personas, different aspects of self and wanting them to all come together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what's happening now. Yeah, I've done so much work to recognize, to learn even more about myself, to recognize the values that I want to live by and carry me forward, to be able to see what's happening at this huge company and how it's not aligned with who I am and what I want anymore. At a point in my life, it was, and now it's not. Yeah. And so in the past, when I've kind of beaten myself up about, oh, you know, why have I stayed for so long? But now I recognize that I was in full alignment with my work and the company and everything for a long, long time. And now I'm not. Yeah. And so to me, that was the work of getting to where I am now, which is really working out the best way possible for me to leave. 
And there are some things that are happening from management that feel really not good. And also part of the work has been looking at fear. And I mean, you and I had a session I earlier this year, maybe longer ago, where we did a somatic release and found some fear there that I was like, didn't know was there. Um, and that was really illuminating for me. And more recently, I've had some experiences where I've realized that fear is different. It's not, you know, I don't think fear ever totally goes away. It, it becomes less scary. Mm. It becomes known. And so I know the fear and I feel, I feel excited to face unknown where in the past I just felt afraid of yeah. so much unknown and now it's exciting unknown. Yeah. So I'm going to take December completely off. No coaching, no planning, no nothing. I might show up in your community, um, <laughs> but I'm just going to really, really take some downtime. Yeah. And then in January, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm excited about that. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're in a point of extraordinary possibility. Yeah. It's really helped that in the last few weeks, I've had a realization that the work that I've done inside the company, I can do outside of the company for a larger community of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's feeling really huge and, and exciting and, yes. and big. Yeah. On your terms. Mm-hmm. Um, get paid as much yeah, if not more if not more and choose how you do it yeah absolutely so we've got a few ways we could go today do you want to talk about at all about how to do what you do outside of a company because that's another way we could go for a few yeah. minutes sure yes we can talk about that yeah Okay, so I did two years of consulting between DreamWorks and Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite a few of my clients now I've taken through this process. Mm. So a few things I would think about. If you think that you would like to consult, most people go, oh, I need to consult. So I'm going to scrabble around for business take the first thing that comes along and work my ass off to prove that I'm worth the money Mm -hmm. so so what I say to that and I got some great advice really really early on when I was consulting is don't do that (laughs) what you want to do is the opposite of that yeah which is thinking to yourself start by thinking how much consulting would I like to do? If I think about this is my, think about the next year and think about this as an opportunity to set your life up exactly how you want it. Mm -hmm. How much consulting do you actually want to do? I would say considering the coaching and the potential for other work that I want to do, which I'll get to in, in a moment, 
I would say consulting 25% of my time, maybe not, not a lot, you know, yeah, to, to make a, you know, a chunk here, a chunk there. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to be months on end. Okay. So shorter projects. Yeah. When you say 25% of your time, 25% of your working time. Right. Right. And I don't want my working time to be 40 hours a week. No. I mean, I, I feel like that's that's what I want to do in January when I am ready to step back in to uh, start looking at work again. I think the first thing to do is to define that working time. Yeah. And it's not about working every moment. It's about setting a new schedule. When yeah. do I wake up? What are the first things I do in the morning? Journaling, exercising, eating. So what does that mean for when I start work? Yeah, um, exactly. And then what kind of chunking out the days of the week and the afternoon, the morning, uh, maybe it's, I've got Thursday afternoon to work on consulting projects, thing like that. Exactly. I would highly recommend not working more than 25 hours a week in total across all of your businesses. Yeah, so consulting might be Thursday afternoon. Then what I find is most people don't charge enough. Ideally, it wants to be a bit more than you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I would say at least what you're charging for coaching. And then the mistake that people make is they... They sort of have the attitude that the company is doing them a favor to hire them. <laughs> whereas, whereas you're the expert. They've come yeah. to you because they need something and you're the expert. Yeah. So making sure you have really good boundaries around your time as well and being clear up front how much time you're prepared to give to yeah. them and, you know, um, when you'll respond and when you won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really all about boundaries, right? I've seen yeah. um, my aunt go back to consulting and she's like, oh, you know, they, they hired me for, you know, so many days a week, but it's not like I, I just can't answer emails or attend meetings on the days when I'm not working. I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. Yes, exactly. They've only paid you for the days that you're yeah. in your contract. Yeah. Yeah. So it's being really bounded. It's taking the attitude that really they're lucky to have you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and being prepared to say no. Yeah. You know, yeah. And if somebody says, oh, I've got half the budget, you can say, great, for that budget, I can do X. Yeah. And you yeah. figure out what you can do in half the number of hours. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really thankful. I've had a couple really good uh, role models that I've worked with, people that I've hired. Right. Um, and in some cases, I've had to tell them, like, uh, you're not charging enough or stop putting in extra time. But also just like seeing the scope of what they're offering for how much it costs and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a great other option while the coaching business is building up. Yeah. Yeah. 
So this other thing that I'm thinking about is it's very much the work that I've been doing done outside of the company, but it's not consulting. So what I've done inside the company is building creative community. Um, somebody referred to me as a creative catalyst mm-hmm. recently. So some of the things I've done, I did a series of essentially conferences, like a day long design conference, like a pretty much like a TED conference yeah. um, for internal people, anywhere from like one to 200 people. Then also like series of, of workshops around topical things, not workshops that I've run, but bringing someone in to, to run them and, and helping put together the structure of that. Um, so these are some of the things that I'm realizing like, oh, there's a whole large creative community in Portland Mm. that I could do these types of events and activities for. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the thing that's actually feeling very big to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And very exciting. Great. Um, And so I feel like I'm kind of at the beginning of a journey to just connect with the community. I don't know if you've heard of creative mornings. No, it's a, it's like a global platform that it happens in cities around the world and each city will have a monthly theme and speaker. And I, I went to the one in Portland a couple of weeks ago and there was yeah a couple hundred people in the audience and a local creative who talked about endurance and it was super cool and it was just people come together they share coffee they listen to music they enjoy this talk together so i'm just starting to connect with things like that locally and and see where it takes me and and see i mean building out a design conference is is huge but I have the resources to do that. I know a few agencies. I know people at companies that could maybe sponsor. Um, I know venues in town. So that's that's the other thing that I want to spend my time on. Uh But I don't know that I would like dedicate a chunk of time in my calendar, at least in the first months of the year. I think it's, yeah, as I'm saying it, I, I think it's just getting out into the community. Yeah. Meeting people and talking to people and finding out what is happening and what's not happening, what people want, what they would yeah. show up for, what they would pay for, that kind of thing. Yeah. Connection and a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And it fits beautifully with your values. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Very cool. And if you do that, you may find you don't need the consulting. That and the coaching. Yeah. Um, seems like quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's the thing. And that's where it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to build all three at the same time. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, 
what's the priority? I feel like I've got times I don't need to start consulting and bringing in income right off the bat. The other thing I would say is January tends to be a good time for new coaching clients. Okay. It sounds like you've got lots of exciting things to think about. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Should we talk about wildness? Yes. (laughs) Okay. You had a couple of bits of homework. One was to write your wild nose, N-O-S, not (laughs) N-O-S-E, based on the boundary work that we did together. Yeah. So did did you manage to get to that? I did. I wrote a whole bunch of boundaries. I was, I surprised myself in how many came out. Fantastic. Did you yeah. get them down to five or 10? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you remember them all? I wrote them down. No, they're like sentences. I could, maybe the next step will be shortening and yeah. doing something I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great if if you had a number that you could remember. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like none of them are like surprising to me, mm. you know. Um I don't I feel like in general I will remember them. Great. Maybe not word for word. No, that's fine. Just as long as you remember what the boundary is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you prepared to read them out to the universe? I sure am. <laughs> okay. Um, so I kind of organized them in themes. Um, the first theme was around myself as priority. Hmm. Um, and and the that as the reason for boundaries around my space and time. So I said, I will not accept my children and husband's asks and desires to override my own needs for space and time for myself. Awesome. So that table is included in there. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, The next area was around success. I will not allow anyone else's standards to define my success, including my father and other family members. Around relationships, I've got a couple. Um, I will not feel or take responsibility for maintaining relationships that aren't serving me reciprocally if that's a word mm-hmm. it is now <laughs> I will not allow other people's perceptions or opinions of me define who I am or what I do awesome I am not responsible for anyone else's reactions emotions or beliefs and then I wrote a couple more about emotions mm-hmm. I will not absorb others' emotions that don't serve me. I will not allow anyone else's opinion to yuck my yum. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've got one around my inner critic. My inner critic does not run the show. 
When she speaks, I will not allow her to take over all reason and thought and reaction. I will respond to my inner critic with compassion and ask her to quiet down. Uh, I've got one around family. I will not strive to please my extended family at the expense of my own values. And then I wrote three for work. I will never again work for someone whose values are not aligned with my own and aren't lived as stated. I will not work for someone else's profit at the expense of my own value and worthiness health and balance and lastly i will not blindly follow a 40 hour a week work schedule i will work when i need to when i am best resourced for it taking care of myself resourcing myself is part of my work yes Oh, those are so good. <laughs> Thanks. They're so good. How do you feel about them? I feel really good about them. Yeah. I feel, yeah, like they fit. Yeah. And I feel good just listening to them. Yeah. It's just like perfect at this moment in my life and, and is helps me feeling as positively as I do about moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fantastic. If you do those things, you're going to be just great. (laughs) If I uphold all of those things. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of them was, I won't absorb other people's emotions that aren't serving me. Are you Mm -hmm. clear how to not absorb those emotions? Um, maybe not all the way. Mm. Okay. So a few energetic cleansing tips and and some of these you probably know, you might know all of them. Um, have we talked about the weather on the mountain? No. Okay. So other people's emotions are their business, right? We know that intellectually we know that so sometimes it helps to imagine their emotions as a storm Mm. have you ever seen a thunderstorm have you ever been driving and seen a thunderstorm over a mountain you can see the Mm -hmm. clear storm there and it must be really wet but you're perfectly dry yeah so one visual that I like to use and, and, and sometimes clients like to use is this idea of other people's weather. So if yeah. somebody's sad or mad, yeah. whatever it is, imagining that thunderstorm going on over their heads. Yeah. And you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, there's a storm over there. Yeah. That must be hard to be in that storm right now but at the same time acknowledging that you're dry yeah I love that because one of the things I struggle with this in in this situation is um how to respond in a way that isn't um that doesn't set the person off more Mm. um 
you know, when I think about like my husband, I think he sometimes feels like I'm, I, I mean, I think we both do this to each other. It's like the other person's not rising to your emotional bait and you feel like they're um, patronizing you. Hmm. Why are you talking to me like that? Or something like that, you know, but the, having that visual of seeing the storm over them, I think just allows for more empathy as opposed to like, you don't even really have to react in any way. You can just have empathy for the person. Yeah, exactly. That storm is not your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Any more than it would be if it were a real storm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's his weather. It's their weather. Yeah. Um, Another thing is to put a an imaginary barrier between you and the other person. It could be a blue bubble around you. It could be a blue hazmat suit. Yeah. It could be a plane of glass. It could be a white picket fence. Yeah. Um, Just some kind of barrier. Yeah, I could definitely use that. The other thing which I, so, so when I'm coaching, I don't do this because I want to feel Mm-hmm. emotions because it helps yeah um so what I do at the end of the day is an energetic cleansing mm-hmm. so when I have a shower I will imagine everybody else's emotions washing off me and mm-hmm. into the drain lovingly yeah going back down into the earth yeah yeah you could even use a salt salt scrub or something like that to just sort of for extra energetic cleansing oh yeah salt scrub would be good so that's that's another thing that you can do as an energetic cleansing good thank you you are welcome Mm -hmm. it's amazing how many people need these things there are a lot of empaths in the world Mm -hmm. and um and I know some very scientific men who were also empaths. They would consider themselves to be men of science and, and men of technology who are deep, deep, deep empaths and struggle, struggle really a lot with dealing with other people's emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's not just us women. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. Wonderful wild nose. So Thank definitely you. keep those keep those top of mind, keep them with you, yeah. reread them regularly. Um they're they're amazing principles to live by. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now I'm I am highly anticipating your other piece of homework. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, which was your wild self manifesto. So for our listeners, the idea for this was having done the work that we've done together for the last five months, it's been about becoming wild. Um, We're in our last month together. Who are you now? Who is this wild self? What does she stand for? What promise do you make to yourself? And I said there were three criteria you said unapologetic, affirming, and aspirational. That's it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I am a wild woman who 
lives and loves deeply and with integrity, who is unafraid to speak for justice and humanity, for freedom and love, who values and loves myself unconditionally and without restriction, who will never again work for or uphold the values of a patriarchal hierarchy. I am a wild woman whose heart and soul is at one with and longs to be reunited with the trees, the ocean, the moon, who revels in my strength and resiliency, who is at home in the shadow, who will forever dream of dancing with fairies. I am a wild woman who knows her worth. That's so good. so good it feels really good it feels really good good yeah yeah oh (laughs) my heart happy thank you thank you for assigning this homework (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome yeah so then the question is what will this wild self require? She will require um, time outside mm-hmm. with, with nature and trees and the moon and fires. Um, she'll require to use her voice to not be quiet, um, but also use her ears to listen really deeply and um, listen for the thing beneath the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and really trust and faith. Mm-hmm in myself and in God, divine. I mean, ultimately, I think that that is the requirement, trust and faith. And I have been feeling that so much. I've been saying it for a few years, um, but I've really have been feeling it in the last few months very strongly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So reading that statement back to yourself, is there anything that feels wobbly? Anywhere that you feel needs a bit of stress testing? (sighs) Um, I don't think so. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I think some of these things definitely are, I mean, they're aspirational, right? So to me, that means that I don't every moment of every day feel and believe um, that I love myself unconditionally. Mm. But when I take the time to talk to a coach or talk to a friend or talk to myself or be out with the trees, then I can find that. 
and I can know that that is true for me. Yeah. Um, same thing with like, knows her worth, you know, that's, that's not an all the time, hundred percent thing. That's Mm. something I need to be reminded of. And that's what this type of statement does is remind me of the things that I, that I already know about myself. Yeah. And sometimes need to return to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think self-care, self-love, self-worth, these are practices. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to aspire to feel like that all the time, I think, is nice. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's the work, the work of life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. So all the beliefs are in place. Yeah. To line up with this statement. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I read through the beliefs as I went in to write this. Mm -hmm. I feel the beliefs is where this comes from. Wonderful. (laughs) It's wonderful that you feel as complete as you do with it. It really is. That's it for the show. Becoming Wild is a podcast written and produced by me, Emma Whittard. Special thanks go to Andrea Lida Wilborn, Sean Dennis, Jill Smolin, and Dean and De Silva. You can get more information about the show and other ways to experience my work at www.emmawittard.com. Please subscribe to Becoming Wild on your favorite podcast app and give us lots of lovely stars. It will make a huge difference to the discoverability of the show. If you'd like more direct coaching from me, please consider joining my Wild Woman community, where I post new content every few days and coach in the comments and we have live coaching sessions every Friday. Or contact me to explore one-to-one coaching. If you have a question about what we covered today, or anything else you'd like some support over, you can email me at info at subject line wild questions. And I might just respond on the show. You'll be anonymous, of course. All of this information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. You matter. What you do matters. And when a woman truly knows that, she changes the world. See you next time on Becoming Wild.